I'm health coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 200, The Let Them Theory. You are listening to the Nourished Connections podcast, hosted by health coach Heather master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. So hang out with me each week to learn practical coaching tips, parenting advice, nutrition and exercise suggestions, and stress reducers to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Welcome back to the Nourished Connections podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And for those who are new to the channel, my name is Heather Mitchell, health coach Heather, and I am a life coach for kids ages 11 to 18 years old. And I've coached people that are outside those ages too. But my sweet spot for coaching is really to the kids, to the teens, to the tweens who are going through any struggles in their life and they want to set goals and be more motivated and have a more positive outlook on life. So it's really to help kids have a growth mindset, to help them truly feel more confident in themselves, and to help them value themselves and feel like they matter in the world and their self-esteem goes up and they just can accomplish so much more when they're thinking in a positive mindset versus a negative one, which we see a lot of our teens going down that rabbit hole today of negative thinking and they're just negative all the time. So that's why I step in as a life coach and parents sign their kids up to work with me one-on-one right now. And in the future, it'll be group, but for now it's one-on-one coaching with kids. I do four sessions, one every single week. They're a half hour each and the cost is $175 right now. That's what it is. It could change in the future. Um, And you can go sign them up for my monthly coaching. And that is called um, Nurturing Potential. And it's on my website, healthcoachheather.com. So you'll see that there. Sign your kid up for coaching. And then I I will help them accomplish whatever it is in life they want to accomplish. Now, if you have a child who is an entrepreneur at heart, and they just are a creative person, Maybe they need some direction in in creating more skills to earn their own money. You should sign them up for my one-on-one coaching for entrepreneurship. This is just a six-week course with me. Right now, it's one-on-one um, live sessions, but in the future, it will probably just be a digital course you can purchase. But for now, it's one-on-one live coaching, and they can come and coach with me on creating a business plan, getting a website going, how to do some graphic design, how to market their business, how to have the right business model for what they want to do. And I have a lot of business experience. So I coach kids into growing and starting, starting and then growing their own business. And that is my Biz Kids course, which you can also find at healthcoachheather.com. All right. Today's podcast topic is called, this really came from Mel Robbins. If you watch Mel Robbins on YouTube, she had a whole hour segment and it was one of her most popular ones actually. And it was called the let them theory, something she had learned. And then when I learned it from her, I was like, well, this is just a very simple way to explain what it is I'm coaching my clients anyway. 
that helps them really get in the the mindset of letting go, releasing control, and allowing other people to become themselves. So your mom and dad don't want to come to Thanksgiving. You got to let them. Okay. Your friends don't invite you on a girl's trip or a brunch. Let them. Your coworkers don't like any of your ideas for the holiday parties coming up. Let them. Your kids feel like they're too old to kiss you goodbye. Let them. This is the let them theory. We're letting people make their own choices in life. And we're not going to attach our emotions on if they do that thing or they don't do that thing. We're going to stop forcing other people to do what it is that they don't want to do. So what if someone's dating somebody and that person's not as committed in the relationship? Let them. Let them be them. And then you get to choose who you want to be and how you want to show up. Okay. And I'll show, I'll tell you a little bit about the caveats of when we don't let things happen, but the let them theory allows other people to do things the way that they want to do it. And they don't have to do things in order to match our expectations. Okay. And I heard, I think I heard it like this, this week, we want to, um, change. If you want to live a more happier life, change your expectation to match reality. That's pretty cool, huh? Change your expectation of that person to match reality of what's going on right now. If you want to be a happier person, you got to let people be themselves. And again, this is going to let you detach from the situation, let go of the reins and let other people take responsibility. Because when you're trying to control everything, you don't delegate because you feel like you're going to do it better than they are. But when you let go and you, and you let, you let go of the reins and you let other people step up, they might surprise you. They might not the first time surprise you, but they will surprise you over time that they can do things and get things done. And maybe even better than you, but a different way than you, but you have to let them. Okay. So I love that she said that you are in love with a person's potential, not with who the person actually is. And when I thought about that, I thought that is so true. And we're trying to control somebody. We're trying to mold them into the person we want them to be. We don't love the person as they are right now for who they are and who they want to be and who they're choosing to be. We're in love with their potential. So we need to really try to find the love, the unconditional love for the person as they are right now and not for who we want them to be, but letting them truly be who they are. So I there's this example of when you try to control your kids, because this has happened to me, and you're rushing out the door to get to school and you say things like, do you got... Do you got your shoes on? Did you comb your hair? Did you brush your teeth? Is your room clean? Is your bed made? Did you grab your lunch? And there's all these things that we're saying in order to maintain this um, protocol or this schedule or, or this control that we want to have over our children to maintain a household that's clean and there's order. So there's not chaos. But how do our kids view that? They only view it as being over as an overbearing parent. And that 
It doesn't feel good. And that's what really makes a kid truly want to rebel and go the opposite direction when we're overbearing. So how do we get around this, this idea of overbearing if we have to have things done around the house? I like to bring these things up at family council. So if you're having your family council, it's one day a week, and this is an ideal time in this one hour you're together or however long you want to make it, where you could talk about, these are the things I'd like to see done in the morning before you go off to school. Here's the list. Now, I don't have to tell you in the mornings. You each have your list and you just look at that every morning and you are responsible and I'm not going to be responsible. Now, if you forget your lunch, I'm not going to try to control that situation by getting another lunch to you. You're just going to have to be hungry that day or you'll figure it out. So maybe a friend will share with you. But this is the let them theory. Instead of us controlling the situation, we let our kids do what they're going to do because we've taught them. They, they know better. And now we just let them. And now the natural consequence gets to take place, right? So what if your family doesn't want to keep up with a holiday tradition that you want to do? You have something really fun that your parents did for you, and now you want to pass that on to your kids and and your husband and your family, but they don't want to do it. Let them. You can still maintain the tradition on your own. You don't, you, you, you're just expecting that everyone should want to do what you, you want to do. And we have to let people not want to do the things we want to do. And if it's really important to us, we'll just go out and do it either by ourselves or find another group of people to do it with. So if my family didn't like to go look at Christmas lights during the holiday time, they thought that was boring or whatever, I would let them stay home, let them. And I would go out and do that by myself and buy myself a cup of hot cocoa and a donut. And I would I would do it that way. Or I would make up a little flyer in Canva. I would send it out to my friends. I'd say, we're meeting right here at this time, this place. We're going to go look at Christmas lights. Who wants to come? Now, in my case, I always wanted to go Christmas caroling. And for a few years, I did get my kids on board with that. But they don't want to do it anymore. They're older now. They don't want to do it. And my husband's not going to do it. He doesn't like that stuff. So I either have to get a group together myself or I just got to go Christmas caroling by myself with my guitar door to door. That's what I got to do. I got to let people be themselves and stop trying to control all the things so that I can feel peace and happiness. Because it's no fun when you're there doing it and you're doing this thing together, but they're not happy. How can you truly be happy just to see them there when they're not happy being there because they don't want to be there? And I do think this goes along with religion in a sense too. When we push and force our kids to do certain things within religion all the time. And there might be a time and a place for that. But they're unhappy. We're happy that they're there and they're abiding by what we believe is true. But they're not happy. Why aren't they happy? Because they're missing some fundamental principles within the doctrine of the gospel that you might have that your children don't have yet. So they're not happy. So instead of forcing, how can we make this a win-win for everybody? And how can we bring what you might have in your soul into their lives within our own homes? How do we do that and build a foundation there? Because I'll tell you, when it comes to religion, sometimes... um. We just do things out of routine, like going to church sometimes, right? Maybe church is really, really boring. 
and it's not, it's uplifting and it feels good to be there, but maybe listening to the speakers, you're just zoned out and you're not getting anything, but you expect your children to get something from this. So they got to come along and they got to do it too. I think this is a big, a big thing right now. And, and maybe, maybe a lot of religions, but how do we bring religion into our own home and make it more powerful and more meaningful for our kids so that when they go out to these other places, it's easier for them to pick up something in a talk that might stick with them, that might stay with them instead of being bored and not wanting to be there per se. Just got off on religion a little bit there. So, you know, if your family doesn't want to cooperate all the time, let them. If the weather doesn't want to cooperate with something you want to do, let it. Don't get mad. Don't let your feelings be attached to what somebody doesn't doesn't want to do and what the weather's doing and what the weather isn't doing. Just let it be. You be flexible. Some malfunction happens with your house or your computer or your car. Let it. Why are you cussing and kicking and screaming like a, t- like a toddler? It's going to happen. Just let it. You know, none of us have all the thousands of dollars really sitting around to go fix things. But what else can you do? You'll figure it out. Your brain will figure out what to do and how to come up with the money, who to talk to next. You just have to let things be without trying to control the situation. You got to drop the oars. And surrender to what is going on. And this is going to help you feel more peace. Stop rowing upstream against that current and release those oars and just go with the flow. Okay? We are unaware of how much energy, effort, and time we waste on these things. And it just causes us more anxiety. When you're overbearing, You're causing yourself more anxiety. So stop it. You trick yourself into thinking that you will be in control if you try to control other people. But it doesn't work that way. You just end up manipulating them, guilting them, and shaming them. So the only person you should really be controlling is yourself. You'll reverse the focus of that control and everyone else. So let's just reverse the focus, take it right back to you, take it off everyone else so that you can really be in this place of peace and love. You know, I remember a group of friends, and this was years and years back, but they kind of had this, this click. Sometimes I was in it, sometimes I wasn't in it, and then I was not in it because they would keep going off on these girl trips, these fun weekend getaways. And it seemed to be that I was the only one not invited. And they would take all these pictures and they would post them on social media. And it was like a dagger to my heart. I remember just being so upset and so angry and so hurt. And I just let the story just stew in my head about how these girls 
don't want to be my friend and how, how exclusive they are and how rude they are for not inviting me. And now that I've coached myself enough on these kind of issues that go on, I got to just let go of that. Let people go away and stop focusing on what they're doing. My focus is totally on, oh, look, at they're having fun at the beach. Oh, look, they went horseback riding and I wasn't invited. And that hurt really bad. But you become obsessive about it. And it's distracting you. It was distracting me from the work I really needed to do in the world, from what I needed to focus on. And that was myself. And that was learning how to become a good friend myself. If I wanted to go with my friends, I could say, guys, I really want to go. Will you invite me on the next one? Or I could, I could have been more open and loving and fun to be around. There were so many years where I wasn't fun to be around. I could have been the one inviting people to my house to have a girl's night, to watch movies and paint toenails or whatever we would do. I never did that stuff. I was totally reliant on other people inviting me places. And that was the wrong way to go about friendships. That's where I needed to take the reins and become a better friend, a better inviter, and be more inclusive to everyone and not purposely exclude someone because I think they left me out, but to include everyone. So stop focusing on the wrong things. Just focus on how you can be a better person in the world and what you can do to make your life easier and better without trying to control other people. The controlling is coming from the expectation of what you think and how you think things should be. And you're uncomfortable with the outcome. And this is why you jump in and you control. and You try to do things your way. My roommates don't want to help clean the apartment. Let them. My kids don't want me to come visit as much as I was hoping. And, I'm, and I don't get to see my grandkids as often. Let them. My husband doesn't want to be as intimate as much as I do. Let him. My friend is clingy and needy. Let him or her be clingy and needy. The question then becomes, how do you want to respond to these scenarios? What do you want to be? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do in these scenarios? This isn't suggesting that you become a pushover or a doormat for somebody. In fact, you may need to know when to set up a boundary. This conversation is about you dropping the remote controls on the way everyone else chooses to live their life. Just let it go. It's not going to be your way. So what? Take the energy you were putting into anger or frustration and whatever's going on and just put it into something else that helps you create the life that you really, really want to live. What is that life going to look like? So how do we know when to step up then? How do we know when to set that boundary? Here's three caveats that Mel Robbins was giving on how to know when you might need to step up. Number one, when someone is doing something dangerous, 
or discriminating against you. But what if they're drinking and they, they're going to drive home? That's when you need to step up. That would be dangerous. When someone is going to do something dangerous that could hurt somebody else or themselves, you'll need to step up. Don't let someone determine what they'll pay you, she says, when you get hired. So we don't become pushovers if someone wants to work with us and they say, but I can't afford that and I can only afford this. We don't let people determine the price that they'll pay us. You got to step up and really step into your own when it comes to that in your business. Okay. Um, If someone is crossing your boundaries and maybe they're coming over too much and you don't want them to come over as much or they're getting involved too much in a way you don't want them to. They might be crossing a boundary. You don't just let them, right? You need to step up and say something and take some actions and not be afraid to confront the situation, not avoid an uncomfortable situation because you don't want to feel the negative emotions that come with it. A lot of people avoid good communication. And this is a good time to mention, I've got a communication webinar coming up for teens. And this starts on the 16th of November. That's next week. I believe it's from 5 to 6 p.m. Um, mountain time. So if you have a kid who wants to learn how to communicate better or you are an adult and you want to learn how to communicate better, get the communication skills you need to say what you mean instead of beat around the bush. I'm tired of people beating around the bush. They do this at work. They do this at home. People don't just get to the point. They don't just tell you what what's on their mind. We got to stop beating around the bush. And so we got to communicate better. That's why I, I wrote this webinar. And I wanted to just teach it for free to people. So go to healthcoachheather.com, sign up, get your spot for um, that webinar for you, your child. It's, it's mostly for teens. So um, go check that out. It starts on the 16th. So the let them theory helps you stop being so overbearing. This lets you get out of other people's business and stay in your own. It helps you stop this need to control or comment on somebody's post that, you know, they might internalize it and take it wrong. There's so many posts that come up on social media that are kind of like a dig at my religion or a dig at something. And I I just want to write back, say, well, you just didn't, you don't understand this and that. Like part of me wants to defend my religion and defend my belief system. I don't need to do that. And you don't need to do that either. There might be a time and a place where you feel like you need to, but 99% of the time you really don't need to. It's just more coming from the ego wants to. And you want to be right and you want to you want to really put someone in their place. And you have to release that and let people have their experience in the world. They are a human, just like you, having the human experience. It looks different from yours, and that is okay. And that is where you will feel more peace, more calm, more freedom when you let people be who they are. And I remember a life coach of mine saying, do you want to have the most amazing, wonderful marriage of your life? And we're all like, yeah, what do you do? And she's like, just tell tell yourself that you just want your husband or your wife to be exactly who they are. 
no matter what. And you're just going to, they're just someone for you to love and have fun with. That's it. Drop all the expectations. Drop all the negative thoughts about what they aren't doing. And just let them be them. And that's when I said to myself, I'm just going to let Grant, Grant's my husband, be the grantiest Grant he can be. And when I let Grant be Grant, he loves me better. He loves me the way I want to be loved because I'm letting I'm loving him the way he wants to be loved. We're both getting our needs met because we let each other be who we are without trying to change each other, without needing something to change. When I don't like something, it's not that I don't communicate that with him. I work on my thoughts around it. I communicate it. But if he doesn't do that thing, I don't lean all of my feelings and I don't give my power over to that situation of whether he's doing it or not. I let go. I release. I relax. I allow. I let go. I take a deep breath. And I just stop paddling against the stream. I let go of those oars and I just float and I just let life be life. And that is when it gets fun and interesting. And when everything starts to turn your way, when you can just love unconditionally. All right, my friends, that's really what I have for you. Go get signed up for that webinar coming up next week. Say what you mean, communicating better. Sign your kid up for coaching. Maybe you want some coaching too. I will be here for you whenever you need. You can reach out to me. You can even send me an email at yourhealthcoacheshere at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching the show. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.